Hey guys, Rajiv Nathan from Idea Lemon here, and you're listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. I want to share with you a really cool special episode with you today. Very recently, on June 25th, 2015, we were part of the Tech Week conference in Chicago, and we were asked to be part of the branding and marketing summit of the conference. So we thought, what better thing to do than to be on stage in front of a live audience and just record a live episode of our podcast. So what we're giving you today is a special 30-minute episode where we talked about the topic, what does your brand say about you? And as part of that, we had as our guest, Liz Presson, who's the founder of a marketing consultancy named Pursuit, which helps companies become a place that employees want to work for and people want to buy from. I've known Liz for a few months, having done some work with her. This is a great conversation we get into. There's some good Q&A from the audience, and we hope you really enjoy this. This is the live episode from Tech Week Chicago. What does your brand say about you? Sort of early, 11 o'clock. You are, in case you didn't know, you're at the single hop stage. Uh, You're at the branding your tech company track. Uh, This runs for the next two and a half hours. We've got some awesome speakers, content, Uh, in discussions with industry leaders today. Um, If you like what you see while you're here today, and hopefully it's Tech Week, you're all on Twitter, we want you to tweet with hashtag TechWeekShy. So if you see what you like, you got some uh, feedback, some comments, like what you hear, sound bites, tweet. We want to hear it. Uh, People are watching. Um, Branding, that's why we're here today. I think it's an understatement that branding is important for your tech company. Um, it really defines the identity of your company. Um, and really, uh, branding is going to come second, right? Your basic ideas first. Um, we know what we want to do. Branding comes second. How do we want to identify ourselves to our consumers, our audience, uh, anyone who's uh, exposed to our brand? Um, you know, is it, do you want to be known as an F, maybe a T, maybe a retro camera, or do you want to go beyond that? I think the speakers you guys are going to see here today are going to talk about going beyond just that little square icon on a phone. Um, So let's let's go ahead and get started. Um, You guys ready to hear from some of the experts today? Cool. All right. So first up is the Idea Lemon podcast. Their podcast is called the Discover Your Inner Awesome. I want to introduce Rajiv Nathan and Martin McGovern. How's it going, everybody? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Rajiv. He's Martin. We're the founders of Idea Lemon. We are here with Liz Presson, who's the founder of a marketing consultancy named Pursuit. Um, Today is the uh, we're doing a live recording of our podcast, which is called. Discover Your Inner Awesome. Please subscribe on iTunes. It is awesome. Uh, What we do with our podcast is every episode we sit down with an entrepreneur, um, musician, creative person, or just flat out interesting person, and we have a conversation. And we have conversations about questions that are important but rarely get voiced. So what we do is we talk. We'll involve you guys along the conversation as well. This is kind of a special live recording of it. Um, We're going to discuss today the question, what does your brand say about you? And at the end, based on the conversation, we'll all give our individual answers to what does your brand say about you, but based on what we've talked about today. So 
to kick things off, I think one of the best ways we can get into this is kind of getting an understanding from you guys. When you hear the word branding and whether it's company branding or personal branding, what kinds of things come to mind? Let's take you here in the front. <laughs> she thinks logos, she thinks slogans. How about you here in the purple or blue? I can't tell based on the lighting. What you represent, cool. Anyone else? Yes. Product promise, when you believe in the brand, you expect to get the same thing time after time after time. What about when you think about your own personal brand? Uh, do you think of those same things or do you think of different things? Identifying who you are, good. Anyone else? Yeah. How people perceive you. I think that's a great jump off point that I'm really glad you guys both said that. Um, what a lot of people, when they think about personal branding, like, so Martin and I have been doing the branding stuff for about three and a half, four years now. And what we thought branding was then versus what we've come to know it to be is so radically different. And that's like what we learned in college was like, make your LinkedIn photo look like this. And if you want to become a marketing expert, you should only tweet about marketing. And don't you dare ever post that photo of you having dinner at Little Goat. Like, that's not, that's not your personal brand. But all that stuff, like, to be perfectly honest, I think is crap because that's a professional brand. Why would you call it a personal brand? But what we've come to know is you can actually merge the two. And what I like really, what I really like is, Martin, your kind of explanation about um, how you said, you've said before so the if, idea of, like, human, humanization of companies yeah, and so vice versa. If you, if you think back to the last Super Bowl, right, we had all these amazing commercials and all these brands telling stories and using, you know, um, father and son in the car listening to a really old song that made you weepy and, oh, Lexus, right? And they just kind of tossed it at the end or Acura, whoever it was. But the point being is that all of these brands and all these commercials are trying to become more human. They're trying to tell more human stories. Everything you see come from them is very personable, very like, hey, I'm your friend next door kind of a thing, let's go hang out. While all of our personal brands are becoming more, more and more professional, we are becoming more rote, we have buzzwords, you have to have the sprite keywords, otherwise your resume won't get picked up by that you know, filter that you're trying to get through. Um, but what's more important than that are the people you know and the relationships you foster. And so if you have a great personal brand and you're more human, we're gonna bring it back the other direction. Instead of making your, hu your humanity more professional, make your professional more human. Yeah. I think, um, sorry, go ahead, Liz. I was just going to say, yeah, and your brand, your personal brand should also be, you know, alluding to the story that's behind your own experiences. I see a lot of people specifically talking about, you know, their job titles, the companies that they work for, the number of years they've been in an industry. And I would actually direct people in the opposite direction towards more of what companies are saying, towards the emotional, towards the experience that you've had and the values that you represent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, so to the point of the humanization and the experience behind everything, Let's take like Tech Week as an example, and total disclaimer, like no one at Tech Week asked me to bring them up in conversation today. Um, but five, 10 years ago, tech was not cool. It was very dorky, and it was like you wanted to hide the fact that you were a techie. And now look at every person in this room. It's all people, different colors, shapes, sizes, personalities. You know, like I'm up here in a t-shirt and a blazer. I'm not like, you know, behind a desk coding away. But those people are here too. And how did Tech Week kind of turned tech from dorky and awkward to cool, well, they made it two things. They made it accessible and they humanized it, right? Like, let's bring tech to the people and show that 
there's a way that everyone can get involved in tech in one way or another, you know, whether that's just at a base level, a Wi-Fi hotspot, or at a more thorough level, big markers, you know, live streaming this and learning about the different types of things that go with that. Yeah, and they have people participate in it. The actual people who represent tech are taking part in the conversation. So I think it's really important to note that a brand isn't just about you, it's about your community as well. It should extend beyond just a single person or organization. Yeah, and one of the things that we want to talk about today is as you are putting stuff out there, everyone has a personal brand. We've all heard that phrase, right? Whether you like it or not, you're online, you're out there. People, when they think of you or Google you or whatever, they have an image in their head of what you are, what you represent, and the things you do. And one of my favorite things is we were getting ready for Tech Week uh, this past week. We have the electric Harley Davidson, right? And that's going to big showcase this weekend. And I, I heard someone say, why would Harley ever have... Louder. Oh, why would Harley ever have an electric motorcycle? That sounds ridiculous. That's not what Harley's about. And I was sitting there thinking, well, no one knows what Harley's about except Harley. So if they are working on an electric uh, motorcycle, well, then that's who they are. So how does that play into their story? Well, we have to actually go and check out the exhibit to find out. But the point being is people have an image. They're talking. They think a certain way. And if you surprise them, they're going to say, well, that's not you. And they'll fight against it. And one of our favorite things about this is when you decide, maybe I'm going to go uh, change careers, or maybe I'm going to start uh, running races on the weekends. People will say, well, why are you doing that? And if you can't answer why you're doing it, it's going to be much harder to actually execute on that thing. And so what we try and do is help you figure out why you're crafting your voice the way you are or exploring the ideas you're exploring and form those connections between seemingly disparate things so that when people ask you why, you, you don't just say, well, I, was, I read a new blog post and I'm interested in... I don't know, uh, the hoverboard that just came out, you actually have something that connects all these ideas to a root core of who you are, and then none of your decisions seem to be out of the blue. They all seem to connect. Yeah, and I think that that's the great thing about having a brand that identifies with your values at a deep core level, because we all change our careers. We all decide we're going to do something different. So if we think about great personal brands that work really well, they're brands that have evolved, but they've always had a connection to the same core values. So I think of Seth Godin being a great example. He's always kind of represented the same type of things, but he's written tons of different books, he's done tons of different companies, but always with that same underlying core value system. And so if you can really dig deep and find out what that is, all the other things you do can become a medium. Does anyone in the audience here, do you know your own personal core value, your own personal mission, your own personal why, and care to share it? This is, this is for the really brave person who wants to. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone's a chicken. No, it's all good. Um, that's a really important thing, though, to figure out about yourself. Is, and I, you guys have probably heard this before, and I don't mean to harp on it, but the reason why you've heard it before is because it is that important, is what is like the one universal thing that transcends everything that's important to you. When, you. when you realize that, you start to realize you can control the game instead of just being part of the game, being a, you know, a chess piece in the game. Um, because you know, through you know, Martin, what Martin and I have learned, teaching workshops and stuff, and going through our own branding processes, is that there is one thing that unifies everything that's important to you right now, everything that was important to you in the past and influenced your decision making, 
and basically unless you go into like witness protection will influence every major important decision you make in the future so like yeah go ahead oh just so going back to the question for this for this podcast is you know what does your brand say about you or the way that we phrased it the other day um what is it that you don't know about yourself that other people think? And one of the things that we like to dig in with that is, you know, as you're thinking about the brand that you have out there today, um, do any of you guys, have you had to do a complete redesign of your entire image ever in the past? Has anyone ever had to reinvent themselves completely? I see some nods. And what, what led to that? Is it because, you know... You said, oh, I'm going to be a social media guru, and you kind of built an image around that for years and then decided, well, no, I want to go into maybe a different field or something like that, or, or what kind of led to, though? You were getting some nods. Any examples that you guys want to toss out? There's some nods right here. <laughs> I'm really curious. <laughs> sure. She built up an image of practicing law. Only to realize that it's a terrible field. <laughs> Sorry, Mike and Owen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I kind of so now she's working on going more into tech branding because that's what you want to get involved in. And it's a struggle because you have this past experience and you want to be able to shift it into something new, yeah. but it's tough to kind of bridge that gap. Yeah, and we actually have saying. a microphone that we'll pass around. Oh, yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Instead um, of me, yeah, me doing yeah. the playback. <laughs> it was a very good playback, very play-by-play. Play. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to get some feedback if I hold two next to each other. But, um, but yeah, and I think that that's, that's a real key thing. When people change industries, they feel like, oh, no, I have to start completely over. But what we would challenge you to do is, as you're saying, well, I'm going to go from law into tech branding, to sit down and ask yourself and be that little kid who says why over and over again, the five whys, and see if there's something deeper that maybe connects what initially interested you in law, also uh, what, what, what idea comes through into this new endeavor. And I would, I would say the same thing for organizations as well. I would give them the same challenge. If you're you know, going to have new product launches, if you're entering a new industry, that doesn't necessarily always have to mean a rebrand if you started with the right brand in the first place. Yeah, and one of the things I think that Martin and I say a lot is that, you know, everyone talks about, oh, I need to reinvent myself. It's not necessarily that. It's that you just need to reframe how you think about yourself. Um, like, I remember in college, I was a marketing major, and I kind of only thought, like, you know, marketing was the path. And, like, I'm, I'm a marketer, and I would had this idea of making a Twitter handle of like CMO by 30 because I was, you know, I mean, I still am pretty ego-driven, but <laughs> even more so then, I suppose. But then I kind of saw that there are things beyond marketing. And yes, we do branding now, but really what I look at it as is we help people and we help companies figure out what it is that they love and get noticed for that. But, but because it's, it's not grounded in like this, I'm just a marketer. And I think that's where we kind of get caught up as we say, oh, I'm just a lawyer, I'm just whatever. Like, you're not just anything, if we're, if we're going to have some real talk. It's like, you are something, and that allows you to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't know, I, I think I put it in my bio, like, in the little program, but I'm a rapper as well, and I rap, and I do Idea Lemon, right? And I do some work with Liz for her company as well, 
and I love WWE pro wrestling. And all of these things are all me at the end of the day, like everything that I'm doing. And I'm really into yoga now too. Like all of those for me are different executions of a personal mission, a personal why of being on this kind of this quest to find the most real version of myself and my environment. And that's what, when you talk about making that jump from law to tech, it's like, what is that quest that you're on in the first place? And how do you line up everything so that it follows with your quest? Yeah, and I would say that if you actually understand your brand and you understand who you are, it almost becomes a litmus test for the things, for the work that you say yes to. Um, I mentioned, you know, your, your mediums can express your brand, and you can have more than one medium. Raj has tons of them. He just mentioned them all. Uh, but really what's great is if you understand your brand, it's a way to say no to the things that don't fit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know, it really becomes a test. Yeah, and I, I like the example you used earlier, which was uh, when we were getting breakfast, you said that you, you were asked all the people that were at a company what person they think that company would be. Yeah. And do you want to give that example? Yeah, so I, I did a, a perception audit, and the, one of the main questions you ask is, you know, what kind of person, or who would this, who would this company be if it were a person? Um, and, well, I'm not going to say some okay. negative things. <laughs> but you should, you know, you, you should ask yourself that question. Who, who am I? What kind of a person I am? Or you asked me a great question at breakfast this morning. You said, uh, if you were a character, what would that analogy be? You guys have great characters. I'm still thinking about mine, but you should share yours. Uh, I, I'm curious, George. And I'm Inspector Gadget. And that becomes like, you know, like I've told people before when I meet someone, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm like a human curious George. And they're like, oh, wow, tell me more. Which is so much better than I work in X. And then they're like, oh, I'm an accountant. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, we love bashing on accountants, sorry. No. Like, we just find it boring. Sorry to anyone who's an accountant. But, but like, I think one of the things we like to say a lot is that probably the two worst words you can receive when talking about yourself is, oh, cool. Because that's a person's way of saying, I don't give a shit. And that's not, you know, that's not cool. <laughs> they just don't have any other response. What you want is for them to say, wait, wait, tell me more. I have to get to know you better. And that comes from, can you find that interesting way to introduce yourself? Like uh, one of our good friends who was on a previous episode of this podcast, uh, his name is Ben. Uh, he actually found out who he should kind of consider himself as by reaching out to different people in his life that he knows. And he asked people from high school, college, work life, family, and said, who comes to mind when you think of me? And nearly all of them said, you're like this common, weird combination, because he's, he's, an, he's an engineer, but he's also really into health. So they were like, you're this weird combination of Bill Nye and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So now, like, if you go to his website, he's like, I'm the impassioned love child of Bill Nye and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that, like, people have a, an association with that, and they're like, wow, I got to read more about what this guy has to say. Yeah, and so to break that down, how did he actually get to that? Well, there's two parts to it. It's what is the brand that you think of as your own brand? And we all kind of have an idea of what we're trying to put out there, and you'll see people kind of reaching for something that maybe is in line, but maybe isn't. So you'll have, you know, an older company that, you know, wants to be innovative. Um, but, you know, they're a credit card company that's been around for 50 years. How can they be innovative? Well, there's different ways to look at that. And one way is to really look internal and say, what are the things that I'm really good at and that I think that I impact other people with? And putting those things down and saying, what are the actual words I use in real life? Not 
the buzzwords I picked off the internet. Mad libs adjectives, as we call them. Yeah. And then the other is to then say, all right, I have this idea of who I am. I have this idea of what my brand is. Now let's go see if I can disprove it by asking other people questions. And you go out there and you send emails and you get surveys and you do responses and you have real conversations with people. And if the words they're using are not aligned with the words you're using, you're not talking about yourself the way your brand is in reality. And that's where you have to start saying, okay, what are the common words that keep popping up? And so um, I remember for me, I used a lot of marketing speak back when I started my own personal brand. And I Do you guys know what we mean when we say marketing speak? Like, I'm hardworking, I'm goal-oriented, I'm driven. Uh, I'm a growth hacker. Yeah, right, yeah. (laughs) We we put on knowledge-working events. What are knowledge-working events? We used to say that for ideal. Yeah, it was terrible. And it's it's basically knowledge networking, but it's no one knows what that means. So what are the real words that people use in real life? And the words are, you help people get unstuck. There, that, that works. People know that. And that makes sense. And if you start thinking along those lines, you can get to real conversations that aren't just a bunch of fluff. One of the things that you mentioned there with like reaching out to people is like you mentioned like surveys and stuff like that. What I don't necessarily think what we want you to go think you have to do is like put together a 10 question survey monkey and be all formal about it. That's not what it is. It's like surveying the field in the sense of ask a friend, ask a professional connection out to coffee and just work things into the conversation about what they know about you and what they could see you doing and that kind of stuff. And then just start to take mental note of what they're saying. That's how you do it. It's like I'm reading, I'm, I've been reading this book right now that I, I absolutely hate, but I kind of like hate reading it. Um, and I don't want to you know, bl- put the author on blast or anything, so I'm not going to say the title. But uh, what, what they write in it is to get an understanding of your brand perception you should get a room together of 15 to 20 of people who are close to you, tell them you want to do a focus group about you and have them sit in the room and talk about you while you just objectively listen in the background for an hour. Buy them pizza and all this stuff. And it's like, who the hell is going to go, is going to put themselves out like that's that? Like, that's like putting together a roommate agreement for your relationship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, why would, like, I don't think any of you would want to reach out to people you know and say, let's all get into a room around a conference table or in my home, and you're going to all talk about me and say whatever you want, and I'm just going to listen and just be cool in the corner. Yeah, and also this is about this is about finding your superpower and being able to articulate that to the world, but you have to remember that everybody is ego-driven. So people only care to the extent of knowing what's in it for them, at least a little bit. We all, we all want to pretend like that's not true. But when we're asking people about our brands and we're litmus testing and going out and finding out what works, we have to be listening for the feedback of what's valuable to the other person. Um, so you have to think, we keep saying, you know, when you go out and test this or when I did this, but we have to think about the person on the other side just as much, if not more. Yeah, and, and that goes back to as you go out today and you're meeting new people, and everyone is asking you the exact same question. What do you do? And you go, oh, I have to answer what I do again. And you start with, well, I work at, and I do X. Um, And then the conversation, if they are interested in your company, like you work at a cool company, great, you've got a great conversation going. If they're not interested in your company or or your position, that conversation is gonna start going downhill pretty quick. Um, But really test that. Test that as you go out today and try different ways of introducing yourself that's maybe a little more personal because then you get to direct which way that conversation goes. Instead of job, 
I work here, I live in this part of Chicago, which is a whole nother thing. Once one person says it, everyone says it. Um, you can actually say, well, I'm really interested in this topic, or I'm curious about learning this thing this weekend. I'm curious about learning about you know, electric motorcycles. And then that's a new conversation that you get to take in different directions that may come back to your job and say, well, I work in you know, creative, and I would love to just be able to put some sort of creative campaign together about these types of new technologies. But it doesn't have to start there. I agree completely, obviously, because we work together and we generally share the same, same opinions. On, well, sometimes we're, they're differing opinions. I disagree <laughs> with you thinking that we have the same opinion. <laughs> um, let's talk about that idea then of, or go back to the idea of like, how do you make that transition? Or it's, it's a lot of times perceived as how do you make that leap from one field into another and look at some examples of like who's done that. So if you follow along with, with what Idea Lemon does, and again, put your emails on that sign-up sheet that's going around, uh, one of the things I reference a lot in my email newsletters is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Everyone knows who he is, right? right? And everyone's nodding their heads. I know who he is. That's because he's that, he has, his brand is that good. But look at what he started with, right? So he was a college football player at University of Miami in the early 90s. He did not make it to the NFL because of an injury. So then he went to the Canadian Football League. He got cut. And then he had what he calls his $7 moment. He had $7 in his pocket. And he said, I'm either going to die here or I'm going to make something of myself. So then he got into pro wrestling because his dad was a pro wrestler and his grandfather was a pro wrestler back in the day. And then he rose to the top of pro wrestling. And then he said, I've accomplished what I needed to here. I want to get into movies. So then he went and he is, his nickname in Hollywood is Franchise Viagra because he extends these like Fast and Furious's like four more past when they should go on. And what does he do then? So he goes into Hollywood and dominates Hollywood. Then he uses that and while he's dominating Hollywood, he actually is like the wrestling platform of WWE promotes what he's doing there. So he's, he's taking his past experiences and they are loving what he's doing because it also brings good vibes to them and good press and publication to them. So wrestling promotes his movies and then the movies promote wrestling and he's able to go back and forth between wrestling and movies and now TV and acting and well, producing. And, and his newest one is about being a football player. Uh, no, the agent of a football player. The agent of a football player. And so the point being is that he knows that everything he's done in his life builds on itself. And if he knows that what he's trying to do all along is be someone that shocks and be someone that creates these experiences. And there's a certain word. Yeah. So like, if you look at the thing like that, we talked about that one mission, that personal quest. If you look at the rocks, it's, he is, he's driven by this idea of shattering expectations and everything that he does. And he knows he's going to go about that by electrifying people. And that like, University of Miami in the early 90s was the most like ostentatious NCAA football team ever with how much they celebrated and all that stuff. And then like in wrestling, he basically was just a hyped up version of himself, but he became so popular because he said, I'm the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. And that's what people bought into. And then you juxtapose that because a lot of people in wrestling go into movies, but you juxtapose that with Hulk Hogan. The Hulk didn't go into movies with anything other than I'm going to be exactly who I am in the ring in this movie. And it's, it, he got stopped because he didn't try to evolve it. He just tried to continue to be what he's always been, saying the exact same things, look at my python muscles and things like that. And Hulk really Hogan in 1985 is Hulk Hogan in 2015, just with a little more aging on his skin. 
a lot of sun. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's kind of the point. It's are you going to stay with the one thing that you chose back in high school that you wanted your Twitter to be? Because if I had done that, it would have been like Switchblade 1025 at AOL. Um, <laughs> Or are you going to consistently go back and say, what's working, what's not, what do other people think, what do I think, and how do I continue to merge that and grow? Well, again, and it goes back to kind of what we started with. It's picking something that's a value of yours, that's flexible, and that can, you know, if we're thinking of this super tactically, it's putting something in the middle of a web and then having things that come off of it and finding connections between those things. Because we're going to grow and change as human beings, but if we can get to the core of who we really are, that, that creates a flexible platform for us to grow into. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. we got about five minutes here. Let's do a couple Q and questions that you guys have. Uh, what else do you guys want to know? What are you curious about? What or what uh, brands and or personal brands do you think are awesome and why? I'd be curious to hear that too. We have a mic set up over here. Yeah. Anyone? Bueller. <laughs> That's a good brand. Don't be shy now. Everyone's going to be shy. We're, gonna, we're, we're we just going to keep using you here. Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Hi. So um, in terms of creating your personal brand. Can you stand brand, closer to the mic? Sorry. In terms of creating your personal brand, um, when, you're, when you have lots of varied interests and you don't want to be pigeonholed into one brand because that's what you've been known for, how do you kind of, and you mentioned The Rock as an example, he's been able to be very flexible and mobile with his brand. How do you, uh, when you're building that brand, how do you first start? Do you pick a niche and then you really dive deep in expertise of that niche and then you become the guru for that? Or do you kind of venture into different things that you're interested in? How do you approach that when you're building the brand? So uh, I'll start. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Cool. So it's, it's, it starts with looking inward. So kind of the process that we do with Idea Lemon is inward, outward, and forward. So the first thing you gotta do is look at yourself and you have to like really, really work your mind to detach from everything that you do like on a day-to-day -day basis. Because those are all just outputs and outcomes of a core belief that you have. So you gotta look at what's everything that I enjoy doing and then ask yourself, okay, why do I like doing those things? And what you'll find again is that there's like one or two unifying reasons that tie all those things together and that's why you do all those things. So then when you look at that and you look at everything you do as an output, you can then say, okay, because I enjoy that for this reason, I, I, I might enjoy doing this as well and I can get into this field. Yeah, so I think, oh, if you want to go. Oh, I was just going to say, it goes back to asking yourself, you know, look at the tactical things that you do and then ask yourself why you do them. For instance, I do marketing, I do online community building, content, but really, the core of all that is something totally different. It's about you know, helping organizations become places that people want to work for and buy, buy things from. And so that, you know, it, it takes some time to understand how that is the core of those different tactical things. But it, again, you know, all the things that I do, those can change. I might not do marketing tomorrow, but my purpose will stay the same. And that way, the brand doesn't completely have to change. Yeah, and I think as you're kind of getting into where to start, right? So if you know that, if you, if you get down to the why, and so let's say you're in social media, well, did you choose social media because it was like the coolest thing on the menu that day, or did you choose it because you really wanted to connect with consumers, or you really wanted to have conversations with people, or you wanted to help if it's customer service? And then when you know that, you can say, I'm, and, and now it's time to go deep. 
you want to learn everything there is to know about social media because you don't want to just be surface on everything. So this is where you're saying choose a niche. So you choose your niche, but you make the reason you're choosing that niche your why. So you're not just saying I'm a social media expert, that's it. You're saying I'm a social media expert who connects with consumers through customer service. And that gets deeper and you keep going deeper and deeper with that and then you become an expert in that field. But when people ask you, why are you in social media? You can say, well, it was all because of that customer service thing. And that customer service aspect might be what drives your other interests as well. And then you can say, well, now I'm gonna pivot to you know, um, event planning, but it's still customer service and it's about people and it's about experiences and it's about making sure that I'm servicing people in the best, most intimate way possible. And those are the types of connections that you can kind of jump from place to place. So we're just about out of time, so sorry for the other people who had questions, but um, let's do our, so our standard way to wrap up our podcast is we'll each go one by one and give our answer to the question. So kind of on a general like level, not necessarily for us personally, but when you look at someone, uh, what advice can you give for it and you say, what does your brand say about you? Let's start with uh, Martin, actually. So the best way to know what your brand says about you is to ask other people what they think your brand is and go from there. I'm gonna go a little bit in the opposite direction and say that your brand is actually your values, your passion, and communicating that into your purpose. A purpose that has, uh, that has an underlying reason to help other people. I think the answer that I've come up with is what your brand says about you is a reflection of, it is a reflection of how you actually think about yourself. So to go back okay. to that point of detaching from outcomes, it's like, do you think of yourself as a lawyer, or do you think of yourself as someone who does law for reasons A, B, and C? Um, so that wraps up our session here, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, this has been a live recording of our Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes and I think other podcast apps. Um, SoundCloud? <laughs> yeah, it's on SoundCloud as well. Uh, again, we'll, we'll hang out afterwards. Uh, thank you to Liz from Pursuit for joining yeah, us for course. this. And uh, again, uh, if that email sign-up sheet is floating around, add your email to it. We do, we do in emails more conversations like this, just things that you read instead of listen to. And uh, we'll be around. So uh, thank you guys and uh, rock thank you on so Tech much. Week. Thank Cheers. you.